You're listening to episode two of the Burnout to Boss podcast. Welcome to the Burnout to Boss podcast, where executive coach and yoga teacher Maria Loida teaches ambitious corporate women how to create massive success in their careers without sacrificing their families, personal lives, health, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to make more money, gain promotions and raises, build respect in the office, demand gravitas with senior clients and peers, and generate the biggest impact possible, all while enjoying the life you want and without overworking, it's time to rise from burnout to boss. The world is waiting for your leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, executive coach and yoga teacher, Maria Loida. And this podcast is for ambitious, high-performing women in the corporate world. If that's you, you're in the right place. And today we're talking about how to ditch burnout for good. Such an important topic for this podcast and for you. Before we dive into that, I want to talk a little bit about my bigger mission so that you can also be connected to it. In episode one, I spoke about my personal journey with burnout and in my former career, which was working in the corporate advertising world of New York City and how I went from complete burnout to creating a level of success that came with this sense or level of ease that was something I couldn't have imagined before. So imagine getting promoted and getting raises at a quicker beat or pace than your peers or than the industry standard and doing that and having your highest level of responsibility and leaving the office in the least amount of hours that you've ever had before, right? So I share that story. So if you haven't listened to it yet or you haven't heard it yet, go back to episode one and give it a listen. For today though, what I want to share is why I work with women in the corporate world and work with corporations specifically. And this is because these corporations or corporations in general and businesses make a ton of decisions for our communities. And many of these decisions are being made from what I call an excess masculine energy. We know that these decisions are being made from masculine excess energy because decisions are being made only for profit. We see corporations with pretty intense expectations for how we work and kind of expecting people to work late into the evening and maybe on weekends. We see it in the way that parents aren't necessarily supported in parental leave sometimes or that people in general don't have the access or support to take medical leave or to have the space and time to take care of themselves and to take care of the other things that are happening in their life. There's a big message of keep grinding and that is how you can prove yourself and be successful in this world. A lot of these decisions also happen to be made primarily by men. And I want to be really clear here. There's nothing wrong with masculine energy and this is not meant to villainize men or this like more masculine energy. We need both in the corporate world. We need men and we need this masculine energy. It becomes a problem when it becomes imbalanced or when one of the energies is in excess. So an excess of feminine energy wouldn't necessarily be a solution, an ideal solution either. Our work here and my work is to balance the masculine and feminine energy to heal corporate culture. And ultimately, like I want more women in leadership positions as CEOs, as board members, as presidents. Because right now we can pretty clearly see that the balance of men to women 
and the general diversity of people making decisions at the very top is imbalanced. Speaking of women, the launch of this podcast is really exciting and special to me because it's launching in tandem with the birth of my daughter, my first child. As a representation of creating impact at work, creating value, and having big dreams, and taking time off, and taking rest. And my number one goal is to be an example of that for you and for my community. I love to celebrate birthdays. And so with that, there is going to be some gift giving with the launch of this podcast or soon after the launch of this podcast. So I'm giving away a pair of AirPod Pros and kind of a little goodie basket of things that can support or that will support your well-being at your desk or at the office. In exchange for this, I'm asking you to rate and review this podcast. I want your honest thoughts about what is helpful for you and how else I can support you through the podcast. So when you rate and review the podcast, take a screenshot of your review and then send me a DM on Instagram with the screenshot and I will enter your name to be chosen for this gift. You can find me on Instagram at Maria Rose Loida. It's all one word, no dots, no underscores. You can grab the spelling of my first and last name from the podcast. My middle name is Rose, like the flower. So it's at Maria Rose Loida. All right, let's jump in and talk about how to ditch burnout for good. First, we have to talk about why you're really burnt out. And that might seem like a silly thing to say because you likely found this podcast because you are in fact burnt out and have a laundry list of reasons why already. And it probably sounds a little bit something like this. So see if this resonates with you. I'm working too much. I can't get it all done. My boss is a jerk. (laughs) My colleagues don't carry their weight. My reports are lazy. It's impossible to work less in my industry. My company is super demanding. If any of these sound familiar, you might be like, I know why I'm burnt out. It's this, right? And you think that you're telling me facts. And I'm not denying that maybe some of them are. Some of these things might actually be written in contracts that you have with your employer. So check in with yourself to see if that's true for you. But I want you to hear this. The actual thing that causes burnout isn't how many hours you worked. It's not your boss, your clients, or your colleagues' attitudes, or how big your to-do list is. The thing that's really causing the burnout, this deep, deep exhaustion and feeling of being totally drained is how you interpret these things. It's how you interpret these things. This is what greatly affects how you're able to emotionally regulate yourself towards them. So how you interpret yourself, your work, and what success looks like or what success means is has so much more to do with your burnout than the number of hours or the things on your to-do list or the specifics about the people that you work with. This emotional weight or this emotional stress sucks up so much more of our energy than we know or give credit to. And I'm gonna say that again so that it really lands. I really want you to hear this. Emotional stress and weight sucks up so much more of our energy than we know or give credit to. We've become so accustomed to this low level of emotional weight just existing in our lives and our work that we've gotten to the point where we almost ignore it. We think it's it's almost like a welcome friend because it's always there. 
So we just have learned to kind of live with it, forgetting that it's sucking so much of our energy and our well-being. So let's use a little example of how you can understand this idea of emotional weight. Think about an, an hour of time, like 60 minutes. This emotional weight or emotional stress is why you would feel way more exhausted and drained after a death ceremony like a funeral compared to a, a death ceremony for someone you that you love right? Something, an event that doesn't create or uh, require much physical exertion. Compare that to an hour of exercise. There's a pretty good chance that you're going to feel a lot more exhausted and drained after the death ceremony because there's a lot of emotional like weight that comes with something like that. That is what's happening at work, likely on a daily basis, probably definitely on a weekly basis that is causing the burnout. And so I want to pause here and recognize that we're not trying, I'm not trying to argue here that going to work is the same as taking a really beautiful vacation to, you know, the beach or paradise, right? Let's reground ourselves in reality that going to work, there are things at work that do create pain, right? A tight deadline or conflict between coworkers, having an argument with your boss, Those can be painful experiences, but the bigger thing that creates this really heavy experience of feeling so drained that you're kind of on your last leg and wanting to stand on your desk and scream, I quit, it's caused more so by our our interpretation of these things. It's caused by us, our interpretations of our circumstances, how we view success and the emotional weight or strife that comes with it. This interpretation, the, the emotional weight We can talk about it as suffering and it's different than pain. So pain is inevitable to the human experience. Suffering is a little bit more optional or it is optional. So if you want to ditch burnout, you have to learn how to reduce your own suffering. And one of the absolute simplest ways that I've learned to reduce my own suffering is to resist less. There will be another podcast all about why we resist and and how to kind of continue to like work with this. So this is not about becoming a doormat, but it is about discovering what's underneath our gut reaction to things. So I'm going to use an example from my own past work life. When something new got dropped on my desk um, that was important. So let's say it was like a new business pitch or a really big proposal for a, a client that we really wanted to work with. When it would be dropped on my desk in a shorter than usual timeline. So let's say like for a new business pitch, something like that would at least usually get about two weeks or more of of time before it needed to be presented or completed. Let's say something like that got dropped on my desk on Tuesday and my boss is like, it's due Friday. That would, for me, create a very recurring pattern of what I call freak out. I would get so overwhelmed and like stressed about a deadline like this. And resistance played a huge part in my experience of the work. So I would resist the whole thing big time, right? And then as a result, I would basically just do nothing for at least two to three hours. I would just be spinning, stressed, probably angry. And then from there, maybe after I got over the big surge of emotion, then there would be a low level of annoyance and frustration for the rest of the project, which was one, like not enjoyable at all. And two, completely blocked me from connecting to my creativity and my highest level of problem solving and work. 
two things that are extremely important in nailing a new business pitch or, you know, a proposal that you care about, right? So my like non-ability to kind of regulate my emotional response or reaction to this totally blocked me from getting to where I wanted to go in the first place. This happens a lot with people like us, people like you who care very much about how your work is perceived. You want to do the best job and ultimately get promoted. I mean, everything that I did at work was in my mind. I was like, I want to do a good job because I want to get promoted and I want to get paid more money. Ultimately, though, what was happening in the situation is a shorter timeline threatened my perception of myself and what I needed in order to be successful. So it wasn't really about the timeline or my or me thinking that my boss is a huge jerk or feeling like I always got dumped on last minute. There was definitely moments where I felt like I was always the one getting these like last minute projects, right? That nobody else was in this, had this experience. It wasn't about any of those things. It was so much more about me being terrified to fail or scared to expand my ability to be okay with delivering my best possible outcome in the time that I did have. And so for today, I want you to imagine what it would be like to have the thing happen at work that usually pisses you off. I'm sure you can imagine something right in this moment that you've maybe dealt with today. And then imagine how you could or might resist it less. I'm going to paint a little picture for you. Imagine going to work and your boss hands you another big deliverable that's due. Imagine just saying, okay, and finding out what needs to be done and when. Imagine trusting yourself enough to get it done in the time available at work and sleeping well every night until it's due. Imagine calmly reevaluating your schedule to prioritize this instead of something else and communicating that change timeline to whoever it affects without making it your fault or making it mean that everything is falling apart. Imagine actually just doing the work without being pissed that you're doing it. Imagine asking more people for help than you usually do and not being worried that it means that you're not fast enough or good enough. Imagine being okay that it's the absolute best you could do in the time that you had, even if it wasn't like your A++ work. It was the absolute best that you could achieve in that amount of time and that that is good enough. So you can see here that there's still action being taken but without this frantic stress and anxiety and frustration and anger and annoyance. This is how you heal burnout. When you're taking action without all of that extra suffering, all the extra like difficult emotion of stress and anxiety and anger and frustration, you can heal your burnout and it's time to do this for yourself. And I want you to see that it's possible for nothing to really change at work. The timelines are still going to be short. Your boss is still going to ask you to do things, you know, in less time, probably. Your colleagues are still going to have conflict. We're not even trying to change anything about the actual office or the work. But I want you to see that it's possible to experience it completely differently without the stress, without the anxiety, maybe even, you know, experiencing this situation with joy or getting the assignment last minute and laughing about it. I used to have that experience once I healed my burnout, that this is possible. This life is possible for you when you can learn to reduce your own suffering. And it's time to heal your burnout. Now is the time. This could never be more urgent, right? So go to my website at marialoida.com and sign up for my waitlist to be the first in line to release burnout for good. 
Before I sign off, I want to remind you to go and review and rate this podcast. When you do take a screenshot of your review, send me a DM on Instagram with the screenshot. I'm at Maria Rose Loida, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros plus a goodie bag or basket of all of my favorite goodies to help you support your well-being at your office or at your desk. That's all I have for you today. See you in episode three.